I got interested in fatherhood in a usual way. I had children. In the 1980s, I had three children by my first marriage, two boys and a girl who are now grown and prospering. A decade ago, I remarried, and my wife Elizabeth and I have since had two boys. When Elizabeth and I had the boys, friends asked whether being a father was different the second time around. I lied. Well, sure, I've made all the mistakes, I would say. This time I can get it right. My older children were inclined to agree with the first proposition, but were dubious about the second. The truth was, I felt no more prepared the second time than I had been the first time. And it didn't take long to figure out that parenting, for me, was still a hit-and-miss affair. I watched myself once again making mistakes, sometimes the same mistakes I'd made before. The first time around, I'd operated mainly on instinct, confident that love and attention would go far. One of my editors at the time, a coarse newspaper man with tangled white hair, a rumpled suit, and a carelessly knotted tie who favored three martini lunches, told me that the most important things to do were to tell kids you love them and to spend time with them. And that's what I did. It wasn't bad advice, but I came to realize that it wasn't nearly enough. The second time around, I had more questions. What is it, exactly, that fathers do for their children? How much do fathers matter? And what, in turn, do children do for their fathers? These are questions for which many people, including my former editor, think they have the answer. Many of our parents think they have this figured out, and they are only too happy to point out our mistakes as we begin to raise our own families. Teachers, friends, fellow employees all know what we should be doing with our children, and many of them are eager to let us know whether or not we've asked for their advice. If you live in New York City as I do, strangers on the street won't hesitate to tell you that you shouldn't be out with your baby in this weather, or that you should have brought an umbrella so the baby doesn't catch a cold. The link between using an umbrella and catching a cold is a scientific question I'll leave for another book. We see this not only in our friends and acquaintances, but also in celebrities and popular culture. When Alex Rodriguez of the New York Yankees was suspended for using illicit drugs to boost performance, he blamed his fall on his father's desertion. The event that makes him so remote, so rudderless, took place when he was nine when his father disappeared, George Vesey wrote in the New York Times. This is not pop psychology to explain a man who blundered into the airplane propeller of adult reality. This is his own theory. Of course, it is pop psychology, and it doesn't do any more to enlighten us than our well-intentioned friends and family. As is the case with many of us, Rodriguez thinks he knows how his father's absence affected him and why it might have influenced him to use illegal performance-enhancing drugs threatening his baseball career. But while he's entitled to his opinion, he can't really know whether any of that is true. Many of us have ideas about how our fathers might have helped or hurt us growing up, but even Rodriguez can't be sure he's right. That's one of the things I hope to correct with this book. As a science reporter, I'm professionally interested in what we know to be true, not what we think we know. Much of my work as a journalist has had a single aim, to replace stereotypes and half-truths with what scientists have discovered to be true. When I plunged back into fatherhood for the second time, I thought it would be useful to apply that same rigor to our beliefs about fathers. The more I began to question what I knew, the more I found to question. Is infant bonding limited to mothers? Do fathers contribute to their kids' language development? How do fathers affect children's performance in school? 
Do they have any influence over their teenage children? And do older fathers, as we've seen in the news, pose a risk to their children? Much of what we think we know about these things is based on misconceptions. It's long past time to clean out the attic, get rid of these myths, and take a good look at what researchers are learning about fathers and their children and families. The short answer is that fathers are vastly important in their children's lives in ways that both scholars and parenting experts have overlooked. For a long time, until women began entering the workforce in bigger numbers in the 1960s and 1970s, fathers had a valuable and often overlooked role to play in the family. They brought home the paychecks that housed and fed their families and provided a little extra for dance lessons, little league uniforms, and bicycles for the kids. And while bringing home a paycheck might not seem like the most nurturing thing a parent could do, it was vitally important. Nothing.